Hi, everyone, and welcome to Stoked, the ultimate Star Trek online podcast. This is episode 126, the series finale of Stoked. I want to say good morning to all of the people in the jblive.tv chat room who have joined me for this last episode and are rocking that room right now. <laughs> Look at that thing go. Holy crap. I've never seen the room go like that before. Awesome. Well, uh, hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. We've got a big show for this week's episode of Stoked. We're going to go out on a high note. We're going to talk a little tactical view where I get blown up a bunch because we invited some people on the live stream who are still going crazy right now uh, to shoot at me a little bit so you'll see a little of that we've also got one of the best foundry files we've ever put together well i don't know about that but at least it's definitely one of the best missions we've ever seen and this will be one of the last foundry files before they go off and do their own thing so stay tuned for that plus Mav's going to join me, and we'll tell you about our upcoming plans for stoked radio the next generation of stoked where we're going in the future after this week's episode has completed so stay tuned for all of that now before i get going i just want to say thank you to all of you who have joined me over the years some of you have been watching since episode one and i'm going to give a uh, special sign off at the end of this week's show but before we get to all that heavy stuff why don't we go have some fun let's jump in to tactical view Bye, Cash. All right, let's see. Next target. Oh, a lockbox! Oh, nice. <laughs> He's in the chat room. I'm liking pick on Chris Day. <laughs> target Kesha. Yes, we should have picked Target Kesha! Yeah, probably. <laughs> Shield's failing! Owned by the Oh, we lost him on our team. Probably we leave. I'm about to go! Ah. That was a good run. That was a good run. Oh, God. Now I'm not going to. Oh, lockbox! Was... Oh, boy! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you wanted to have to flee healing you for Christ's sake. Look at this, I'm actually staying alive. Staying alive. Because I'm healing. Staying alive. <laughs> I know, keep it up, keep it up. I'm running out of heals. Come on, stay alive, stay if alive. If I die, it's your fault. <laughs> if I stay alive, it's mine. We just do for fun. We sacrifice ourselves. People. Chris, you just need to rename your ship to the USS Target. Right. <laughs> Bullseye. Ah. <laughs> Welcome to the Foundry Files. This week, we're reviewing the mains of Valinar Moons, and it's a full Foundry Files crew with us. And this week's episode was authored, or uh, Foundry Mission, was authored by Almec30 uh, from Spirits of Rumok Nor fame, and also City on the po City of Palmare. Uh, it has an average of 500, or it's had 502 plays with an average rating of 4.06. Uh, it's designed for single-player run-throughs. Uh, it's about 60 minutes with a mix of story and investigation. But before we go on, I just got to say welcome back, everybody. Bridger, it seems like it's been the longest since we've seen you. Well, Chris, we're not supposed to talk about that. No. Oh, 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 oh right. No. Right. Why? Oui, it's oui. because he was accidentally placed on the Interpol 10 most wanted serial killers list. <laughs> really? Oh, no, actually, I heard about that. That wasn't the case. It was actually, that was a mistake. They were actually looking for this uh, mustache twirling villain guy. I think he goes by the alias of Tom Cruise. 
Ah. Yes, the confusion was caused when they mixed up my gimp suit with that guy Velcro tear away stripper cop fake uniform. Serially, who could see this is the face of a serial killer? Wow. That was read with so much passion, it almost doesn't sound like it was scripted at all. No. Yeah, Not at no, all. Never. No, no. All right, never. Murphy, why don't you kick us off with what I hear is a great mission. Tell us about the story. All right, so while your ship is going through a baryon sweep at Earth's space dock, you and your bridge officers are to head to Balnar Moon to reestablish contact with the research station on the moon. A uh, small team has been left behind during the moon's shadow season where weather conditions are just chaos. And their job was to take care of the base while all the rest of the researchers were away for the five-month period. Since they've lost contact and research teams are supposed to be returning next week, you were to go and investigate and make contact with this team again to make sure everything's going smoothly. Ah. So uh, this the, the plot is just so much... It's fun, compelling... And it's well written while you're here at Balnox, uh, the Balnox Research Outpost. And it has you questioning whether you're alone at the base or aren't you. Because some funky stuff's going to start going on. And it seems like you might not be alone while at Balnox Research Space. Ooh. So it's up to you to figure that out and eventually survive and escape Balnor Moon. So there's a little bit of touchstone in this mission with the uh, Baryon sweep from the TNG episode Starship Mine. Right. And uh, there's no grammar and spelling issues, so that's good. And uh, we're going to throw it to Bridger, who wants to bring up a couple of the characters from this mission. So yes, um, you will meet uh, several characters. Two of them are Commander Hooper, who is a Betasoid, and a little bit overstrained with the situation. So it's like you work with Captain John Harriman from the Enterprise B. Uh, the other one will be William Billy McFarlane. Um, he's the bad guy. And he tries to kill you, your crew, and the surviving members of the outpost. But there is more going on than you think. Uh, dealing with Billy, it's like uh, from the TNG episode Schisms, where, um, the Q, uh, where the crew is being abducted, but not realizing it, until Riker... Um, complains about he goes to bed and five minutes later the alarm clock goes off and later Dr. Crusher finds out that his arm was detached and reattached oh yeah yeah good episode. yeah mm -hmm. and another um, uh, episode from the original series like Wolf in the Fold where Scott is accused of murder yep. is yeah it's it goes in that direction hmm. yeah and it's because um so basically, Scott is accused of murder, and everybody believes he did it. And in this mission, it's Billy, who believes there are aliens in the base trying to kill everybody. And he's basically saying, there's aliens here trying to kill us, guys. Come on, we got to protect ourselves. And they're like, dude, we're alone here on this moon. There's nobody else. So that's where we kind of draw the comparisons there. Very cool. Very cool. All right, what was the overall rating for the story section? Uh, the story section received an 8.57, our fourth-ranked Foundry mission in story. Well, okay, so, all right, really fourth, all right, but I'm sure the technical section was a disaster, right? I mean, oh, yeah, totally. Hell no, no, oh. this guy. You have to remember, this is the guy who did Ramaknor, he did a City of the Paul Marie, so it's third mission out of the gate. People are expecting a very high benchmark from this guy. Absolutely, and I was very impressed with both those missions, played them myself and enjoyed them quite a bit. Yeah, the bit that Morphe did mention there is it came in fourth behind those two missions and also Rise of Darkness, which is ah. going way back to the founding, what, the beta days? 
one on Tribble. Sure. Um, from a tech perspective, I've broken into a few sections as we always do, right? Map usage. Uh, you entered this via the kind of where that, uh, was it, the Admiral Quinn's offices? You just go to the left into a turbo lift. That's how you enter the map there. So it's, it's a social zone entry point for this one. Um, the Balnar Moon Station is where you really start seeing the difference in what this guy does with the map. He's built it in uh, something that is, looks to me like it's one of the island maps because there's a lot of water included. It's supposed to be an oceanic planet, and this is the only uh, dry land as such. Huh. Um, it's described as being a flat base, which is using struts that go down to the seabed to keep it above the sea level. Huh. And the, the whole mechanic to it, the way he describes it, is that it's in the shadow of a gas giant, so when it goes into the shadow, it's there for five months the shadow season as it's called and from a technical perspective you'll see that when you land on the base and you look out you will actually see this huge gas giant which is blocking off what i presume is the sun on the other side so it's it it's consistent in how we described it to how we actually built it um the temporary esd office is used later on which is where he actually builds you a little office on esd which walks you to a holodeck and then there's another tropical map so from that perspective he's been very creative i've got some more details later on as to how the real thing with this one from a technical perspective is transitioning we got an early taste of this guy with Ram McNor, where he did that piece where you went into the closet and it actually transformed from a promenade room to the closet and then back again mm. without you leaving the map and that was owning. Mm-hmm. He's taking that to a whole new level with this map because you'll see where you're distracted by something that takes your attention, like a little spider runs out or a hologram appears and tries to shoot your face off. Yeah. And then behind your back, something is going to change, but you won't realize it until you go around the next corner and go, oh, well, that wasn't there a minute ago. Right. Little triggers like that. So it's not in your face. It's very, very carefully laid in. Um, there's one, oh, yes, there's one you'll like this, Chris, actually. Uh, you're talking to a guy, and literally while you talk to him, the area around you explodes, and you're cool. in a new devastated area. Oh, cool. Wow. So you get a smoke effect. Like, it's like a flashbang grenade goes off, and then suddenly you're like, what the hell just happened? The roof is gone. The walls are gone. I'm standing in water. What happened? That's a neat trick. Brilliantly done. Huh. It's actually something he, he toyed around with a little bit in the city of the Paul Marie because when you're walking around in those force field floors, as you're, uh, it was kind of like a three pronged uh, avenue. And as you walk up to the left, he was dropping out force fields, which caused NPCs to fall to the second level. And then the floor would have reappeared, and then a new NPC in place. So when you walk back, it's a different group standing there talking. So that's the same technique he's done here. He's done it so that he's changing the map, not just as part of what's going on behind your back, but also in front of the storyline in your face. Wow. So he has to be positioning everything to fall just right and all that kind of yeah. stuff. I mean, that's a lot of forethought. Yeah, you'll see it in the, I got a really good video one today where I suspected it was going to have to be one that fraps the whole thing off. And he got to a point where you know something's going to happen around the corner. And just like around the corner, I literally saw a murder take place. But <laughs> you don't see what did it. It's literally you just see like the body, the victim, and boom, it's planted. And then you're like, what the hell happened? It's very wow. well done. Like, it really, really is masterful the way he does these things. Most of his technique is, in this one especially, is branching dialogue. Um, he uses it for multiple things. Uh, some people get frustrated by dialogue-based puzzles. So what he does here is he actually gives you an option which says on it, um, ask your away team for help. And when you click that, it tells you exactly what to go and do. Or you can go like, I'll figure it out myself. And then you could just got to explore the map and figure it out. So you've got double choice there. Yeah. Um, in terms of atmosphere, that's another big one to look at this one. Um, it's very much like the Bonnykin mission, I, I think it's called What Lies Beneath, the one where you've got a very claustrophobic environment. That mission did it using lighting. This one does it because all the corridors you walk through are very small compared to what we're used to. They're very narrowed. Um, there's a lot of corners to turn around, and given the atmosphere he puts in the mission where the holographic system is out to get you, every corner you turn, you're potentially walking into a trap. So it just makes you a little more cautious. Or in my case, it makes me send buffs around the corner and then I'll follow them. <laughs> um, 
the entire map, as I said, it's very active, it's very dynamic. It changes the backdrops, it changes the dressings, rather than just being a static map that you wander around and shoot stuff. It really builds the mission up very well. That's right. A lot of it's done with the customization, the art assets. Like, he takes standard colony buildings, but he embeds them into what looks like an ice mountain, so you get a completely new map. Then he drops a floor in, and then he has layers beneath that where you'll end up at the point where the, the actual flooding is taking place. Huh. So you're going to be walking around on the lower levels of the station, and you're up to your knees in water. All done with the same map. Wow. I got to play so, this. Yeah, definitely. And as I said, like, from a technical perspective, it clocked in at 9.5, which puts Whoa. it in fourth place. 9.5! Wow, 9 .5. all right. Well, uh, wait, what do you say we talk about gameplay? Because, uh, boy, if, if technical's rating good, I'm curious to see how the gameplay actually is. Uh, first thing to note is that there is no space gameplay at all. Oh. Uh, which means that there is no space to combat either, so it's oh. a ground-orientated mission. All right. And as a result, we took the space gameplay and space combat out of the overall gameplay scoring sheet. Okay. So the author is not punished for not using an element of the game he was never intending to use, a bit like Needs of the Few. Yeah, okay. Um, ground gameplay was very exciting to make that up, nevertheless. Uh, there are multiple options for the player to choose from throughout the mission. This includes optional dialogue for the characters, which includes every character development dialogue options, giving a better insight into the situation as a whole. Um, also, there are multiple optional interactive objects to choose from when searching for the entrance into the base. This gives the player a feeling of being a captain, the ability to choose a direction and see the outcome without, whilst risking the entire team. Something I know you're very fond of, Chris. Um, <laughs> I think we were just talking <laughs> about that. I guess that's all he's got. Well, okay, there you go. Bridger, right. Done. Bridger, I think yeah. you had something you wanted to add, though, didn't you? Yes, sir. Um, yeah, one, of the, one of the things I really like are the choices <laughs> you have to make at the end of the mission. So you have to decide if you're going to uh, rescue an innocent man or if your curiosity is stronger than that. Oh, okay. It's a really great choice. So there's like a challenge. Mm -hmm. Like, are you... Oh, okay. That does sound interesting. And you only get to pick one or the other. So it's like great re replayability right there. Okay. It's probably worth yes. mentioning, actually, that the, the choice, the nature of the choice is you go deal with a character that you've been dealing with for the whole mission, but you finally get to meet them face to face. That's take the left turn. Or satisfy your curiosity about what could be behind the whole thing by going to the right. But that almost certainly means that this guy's going to die. Oh, wow. All right, so, so that's the way it's layered up. Richard, gameplay you, score. Yeah, game. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, the gameplay score, which is 8.75. I got it right here. 8.75. Yeah. The first number one. Uh, number one. Yes. Very cool. So, we, so our our last Foundry file is here on Stoked, and we've got uh, we've got the number one rated Foundry mission. That worked out pretty well, didn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So basically, this we believe that this is one of the best mission, missions we've played to date. Out of both Foundry missions and Cryptic missions, I think we all can agree that this is one of the top ones there, if not the top one. And it's just a mission that makes you, yet again, feel like you're in a Star Trek episode just because it's based off of several other ones that we talked about in the story section. And it's great to see some of these technical tricks that rival what Cryptic has done in the past. And we highly recommend this mission to all Stowe players. Definitely, yeah. you owe it to yourself. Check this one out. Our overall score for this one was 8.96 our number one reviewed mission. Dang. Wow, there you go. Any other oh, closing oh. thoughts? Yeah, um, hey, be sure to check out uh, Cryptic's recent spotlight of Victory is Q, and be sure to leave that author a nice tip of dilithium because he needs to buy more Tina Turner wigs. Murphy, you really, really need to check your script before you go on camera. Signed, Irish. <laughs> 
Thanks. <laughs> and also, of course, we should mention Foundry Files is going out on its own over at Starbase UGC, yeah. right? Yep, we're talking to everybody over there. We're thinking of going on to like a full-on Foundry podcast, and we're still in the discussion phases for that. So we'll be posting as much information as we can as it's available over the next couple of weeks. That's Our plans awesome. are to try to get uh, an episode out late June. Uh, we're definitely trying to go late June, uh, early July. There you go. I'm Actually, excited. Chris, is a good point there. Now that the Foundry Files is kind of like moving away from Jupiter Broadcasting over to Starbase UGC, uh-huh, uh-huh. Morphe's kind of going to be out of pocket. Is there any chance you can put like a donate button in the show notes that we can get some money from this team during week? I'm done. I'm done with this. Yeah, I'm done. Everyone, welcome our new benevolent new Starbase UGC up, overlords. <laughs> mm. Oh, we can go out like that if we want. And welcome to Community Feedback. Mav joins me and we're going to chat about a few topics that we think the community might be interested in. Welcome back to the show, Mav. Thank you for having me back. Now, uh, why don't we start off, since this is the uh, series finale of uh, Stoked, there were a lot of threads started out uh, over on the Stoke forums and over on our forums and a few other forums mm-hmm. around the web where people were saying their goodbyes to Stoked. And I, I wanted yeah. to say thank you for everybody who started those. We've been reading through those and you've been actually active in some of them. Yeah, Which, the last uh, couple. Yeah, the last couple of shows that came out one twenty four, one twenty five, and uh, eventually one twenty six. Here, uh, like I said last week, you know, for all the support and all the people who have been communicating with me back and forth, it's been great conversations. I appreciate all the support. I understand people are, you know, not real happy with the fact that we're going to an audio only format, and there, there's some confusion on that. Let me let me clear some things up here. Uh, with the transition between Stoked and Stoked Radio, okay, Stoked. You know, wholly is owned by you know Jupiter Broadcasting, whereas Stoked Radio is going to be owned and operated by uh, Jupiter Force. Now, the up and down is that yeah, we're going to an audio only format right now to start. Simply one primary reason: I don't have the bandwidth or the equipment to take over the entire stream and all the hosting and this, that, and the other. Now I'm in negotiations for all of that to bring back Stoked uh, to its full glory, back in full video. But for right now, we're going to be doing you know audio only. We're going to be trying to do it every week. Uh, I'm still looking at trying to secure a live time where we're live at this time since this is the time people are very are really comfortable with you know the other up and down thing is that with an audio show I'm not constrained to an hour. You know, I can go longer, but again, it all depends on where, you know, where I'm hosting. And I've had people say, oh, you can free host here. You can free host there. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, you can do stuff on YouTube. Yeah, I get it. There's so much stuff coming in, different people giving me different ideas that the goal here ultimately right now is to alleviate some of the production costs right now to calm down a little bit, go to an audio format with video supplement. And when I say video supplement, it's simply because we're going to be doing video because we all have the equipment to still do video. We're just not making it the primary production piece. So when Stoked Audio comes out and it gets released and you'll see show notes and, and, and a full transcript, possibly I'm working on transcripting, but at least the you know generic show notes, you know, I'll have all the links to everything we've referenced so that the things that 
that we see when we're looking and producing the audio show will be the things you'll also be able to pull up and reference. Now, I've had some people say, audio works for me because I'm playing the game and I can listen to it or I'm listening to it in my car right. or I'm listening right. to it on right. my iPod. Right. That's great. And we appreciate, and again, we appreciate, you know, everybody still listening and following, but we're going to try to put out little video bits and pieces here and there, you know, so that people still can see what it is we see. And especially when we start to do a lot more triple testing, of course, we're going to try to get video to accompany what we discuss. Yeah. yeah. So you'll be able to see all that stuff. Cool. Well, so, uh, it's, it's, it's a new project, but it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what's great about it is, uh, we have the same crew that's working on the, you know, on the R and D end of it and all that kind of stuff, the same mm-hmm. fleeties, all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's going to be a really great audio podcast and the door is always open for for future efforts um so yeah so but we don't have a launch date yet for stoked radio right we don't know we don't we we don't have an official launch date because unfortunately uh i've had a tie-in with work where i had to pretty much tell them i can't i have to pick a certain day and it's like one of the days they kept bogging me down with saturdays which is why i kept bouncing out of things here and there i told them look i need my saturdays clear so i can handle this stuff i've already have one radio show that's suffering because of the work schedule so i've had to change some things around we're not going to see an instant smooth transition like once this episode is done today we're not going to see instantly stoked radio right uh, next week next friday right possible now is that a possibility yes i might have everything in place to do stoked radios you know at least yeah, test you know man don't rush it i mean get, you know just you know when you're ready you can launch it and people can tune into jupiterforce.org they'll, they'll have posting there we also have the jupiter signal we'll put out an announcement in the jupiter signal when stoked radio is live so people will find out and you know you can you don't have to rush just wait till you're ready for it to go and so it'll be a solid show yeah. yeah. One of the questions I did have somebody ask me is, well, how are we going to find the links? Where are we going to find the show? Well, here's the thing. I'm still working with Chris. Chris is still, you know, I'm still his assistant producer for whatever show, if another show does come up or. Nope. Wow. Or again, hurt. if we're able to feasibly bring Stoke back in another capacity and come back to video primary. Yeah. So again, we're, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm no, okay. I'm just agreeing with um, you. Okay, so again, we can still bring Stoke right back to video again and continue producing just like we have. We're just, we got to work some things out. But again, uh, he's going to help me out with, you know, RSS linking and stuff like that. And I'm going to be working with our current host Mm -hmm. who hosts our videos to start hosting our audio. And the audio files are definitely a lot smaller. So it should be something that, you know, I can work into a budget and be able to take care of. Um, As far as the live stream and the live chat, I got to work on a couple of things with Chris. And uh, I'm bouncing around a little bit here. I noticed my video is getting a little choppy. Action. We've been using Skype heavy today, um, so it's a little tired. It's a little tired. Okay, <laughs> it, it just kicked. It should have recovered. I think there. you know one of the main questions people are asking is, will you still populate the RSS feeds? And yeah, we can still do that. And yeah. uh, you'll so if you're subscribed to Stoked and RSS right now through iTunes or Google Reader or Miro or whatever application you use, uh, then you'll start getting the audio files in those feeds uh, when Stoked Radio does kick off. So that's one way. If you don't want to miss it, just go subscribe to the RSS feeds now. I'm sure Stoked Radio will have its own feeds down the road. Uh, but eventually, yeah. <laughs> eventually, yeah. So, but yeah, that's that's ultimately the goal. Is and you know, really, Mav, the timing could be kind of perfect because you know, if you take a week or two to kind of get things settled and get things figured out, gives the gives Cryptic more time to work on season six, so that when mm-hmm. Stoked Radio comes out, there's going to be stuff to talk about. You know, there's going to be right. good content to dig into. Right now, you know, obviously the length of the Stoked Radio episodes are going to be directly related to the length of the episodes that we have. Um, the content to talk you about. You know, the content to talk about. So, you know, the more content they put out, the more stuff we'll be able to talk about, you know, and so on and so forth. And then obviously if they come up with something great visually, we're going to try to sit there and say, okay, let's work with Chris. Let's organize something. Let's see if we can get a video out for it. So this way everybody can see it, you know, in its full glory. And then, like I said, the big project, which is still been what I've been working on is 
is the Star Trek Las Vegas convention. Yeah. Now, once again, like I'm telling everybody, if you're able to go to the convention, please come by, see us, stop by. You know, myself is going to be there. A couple of fleet. I've had three or four fleeties from Jupiter Force say they're going to be there. Gates of Stovercore, Trek Radio. Uh, uh, there's going to be there's all kinds of people going to be there, and what we're going to do is that is what's going to feed a lot of our coming back to trying to come back to video because there's going to be so much video and audio that I'm going to get from the convention, including live streaming if possible uh, from the convention, which I've already got clearance to do. Cool. Uh, it, it's going to be one of these things where it's going to be great, and that that's going to be just a huge thing. The convention's going to run basically from the 9th through the 13th of August. Um, from Las Vegas, the Rio Hotel, and we're hoping to interview every single star if possible uh, from all the Trek IPs that we can get a hold of. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, well, cool. So uh, where would be a good way for people to get a hold of you other than jupiterforce.org slash form? What's, an, what's a good way for people to get a hold of you in the meantime? Yeah, in the meantime, for right now, I can be reached directly um, via my personal email, which is maverick at asmic.com. I made it real simple. It's the same in-game at name. Uh, people can get a hold of me that way. Or, like I said, the fastest way would be uh, through the jupiterforce.org forums. Uh, I have a Twitter available. Uh, you can follow the link either off the forum, either off of any of the forums, because I usually have my Twitter link up there. Um, mm -hmm. And I'll yeah, tweet out whenever. Yep, I tweet out whenever I'm live. Uh, either on Stoked Radio or whatnot. So that's pretty much the fastest way to get a hold of me. Cool. Most people go. can just get a hold of me by the chat in game because I use an uh, an XMP client. So whether I'm actually in game or not, if my chat's up, still there. you can yep, you can still, you know, send me a message that way. Tons of people get a hold of me that way. And we have a how to on how to set that up over on jupiterforce.org. Mm -hmm. So there you go. All right, Mav. Well thanks for coming on and kicking around one last community feedback with me. Thanks a lot. It's been a great run. 126 episodes. My goal again, let's try to get the show back to full video glory, but I'm willing to do what I can to try to give people the stoke that they're looking hey, for. And maybe maybe you're in maybe you're in store for another 126 episodes in front of you right there. We'll see. All right. <laughs> So Chris, for example, he's, he's going to he's going to focus on something like let's say um, jogging, right? So he's going to I love to jog. He loves yeah, jogging. I can see on that good side though. Uh, he's not going to be very skilled in in the uh, skill of having his way with Orion slave girls. Uh, <laughs> what? So yes, so big, that's true. but even though he has the skill, he's just bad at it. Uh, that'll still help his jogging skill out later. Because well, as we all know, back. having your way with Orion Slave Girls is a low-tier skill. It doesn't doesn't take a whole lot of um, practice. <laughs> so uh, he probably could have gotten that on the way to getting jogging. Uh, I've only got one more little note here. Is that yeah. I um, maybe this is a scoop, but I'm following Zink on Twitter. You know, Craig Zinkovich, their producer. Maybe I'm a little bit of a stalker. All right, it's possible. I Jeremy's definitely it. a little bit of a stalker. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, three or four days Craig ago, Zinkovich there was a, be worried. There was an automatic um, twit on his Twitter Don't that said that tweet. tweet. There was an automatic tweet. tweet 
um, sent from, you know, the little tag at the bottom said sent from Star Trek Online. Shut up! That said his character had reached level 25. So this means that there is an actual in uh, internally playable yeah. game that they're out there playing. So he's out there playing, and they and and you're also confirming they do have the they have uh, Twitter. Uh, they have the Twitter. Oh, that's right. They have levels. I say they have the Twitter integration, and they do have. Levels. I thought they didn't have levels. I thought they didn't have levels. I didn't even catch that. How did you not catch that? My it's, mind is blown. The, <laughs> the tweet can only have 140 characters, <laughs> and it was entirely dedicated to which level it was at. How? Really, some information in that video that was brand new to all of us, and that is that some of these uh, behind-the-scenes intrigues have been led by a, a group of shape-shifting tripedal aliens. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So they've got two legs and uh, and a third appendage. It keeps them upright. That's all we know. Right. And uh, interesting. So these. I'm sorry. These... Tripedal, really, guys? But it goes behind them. You... Oh, never mind. Uh, never I'm mind. just saying, if you're gonna go tripedal, jump all the way and go go quad. Yeah. Have four four legs going down. Right. You got three. That's just kind of begging for a reference. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. We're just saying. Just there's saying. A, there's a reference that could be made there. It could be as to what that third leg might thing. actually be. Those creatures are fully shape shifting. They can look like anything in the in this sure. universe, right? So they choose to have. Okay, now it makes sense. Well, yeah. They choose yeah, to yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now it all makes sense. I had to, I had to think through it <laughs> yeah. for a second, guys. You worked through the logic there. Good job, yeah. Brian. Hell, if I was a shapeshifter, I'd be tripedal too. You know what's great? You know that the first hundred times, hundreds of thousands of us are playing this game, all of us are going to be sitting alone in our bedrooms in our boxer shorts going, bum, 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 bum. You know. There's gonna be there should be like a Guinness Book of World Records thing because you know there will be so many people yeah. in their underwear doing that at <laughs> yeah, the same yeah, yeah. time. I will be. It's the thing that joins us together as one. Absolutely. <laughs> racial bonuses. We all know those are gonna be in the game. Um, so now, a racial bonus would be like if you're a Vulcan, you might get plus ten to strength. Right, because they're more physically. That's not necessarily what you're gonna get, but that's just an example. Of it. Something right. like that. Okay. Klingons might have some sort of. They may know. just smell worse. Right. Yeah, Klingons right. might have oh, like Bajorans. a like a right. when they get angry they get like the m- more acute ability. Yeah, and Bajor- oh, yeah, Bajorans start the game out with VD. Right. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but somebody. T- <laughs> <laughs> so somebody told me that uh, uh, an important part of the. Human- oh wait a minute! Wait a minute! Let's address this now. Actually. <laughs> All right, so, we gotta come back to that. Look over in the Star Trek online forum. You might have heard of it. Uh, they uh, there, there is a large conversation going on in one of the threads over there about how this beloved podcast uh, was anti-Semitic um, because of our hatred of Bajorans, and obviously Bajorans are space Jews. Our, spa- our space Jews. That was actually the phrase which, used. Now, hit the pause which, button there. Do which, you kind of agree a little bit? No. Well, not think about all. it. Like, no, I do love... People. I, no, no, hold on, hold on. Right. I love the phrase space Jews. Right. I want to be clear. <laughs> but here's the thing. You but know, that just brings to mind, like, Hasidics and space helmets. You know who space Jews are? Uh, Captain Kirk. Yeah. yeah. Spock. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yep. They're Jews yep. in space. Yep. So the, the cool captains <laughs> in space are already space Jews. Right. Those are space Jews. Right. The Jorans, the Jorans are dirty and they shouldn't be trusted. <laughs> and they will they will steal your children and they will drink right. the blood of your firstborn sons. Huh. Huh. Yeah, yeah etc. So <laughs> But we're not anti-Semitic, uh, but they're dirty, dirty Bajorans. You know, it's just a clear, really right? funny joke, I really think. It we don't really hate Bajorans. No. Brian, well, might. Brian might really, actually. Dude, dude really? But I kind of hate them. I kind of hate them. 
Like a little bit at least. All right, like, I give up. Like as much as I hate any fictional race, right? <laughs> like exactly. I hate Bajorans. Like up there, the like, joke is kind like, of the fact that we can like, actually have hate. For like a for my top are are Bajorans. They are fictional, and right below them, almost as much are those are those Daleks from Star Wars. Oh, they they have they're like dreadlock hair, yeah. but they're not hair. They're just like pieces the of their body, but it's just skin. That's just nasty. And that's in your brain buckles, everybody. Because you're about to get math. Oh, that sounded really epic. Good job, buddy. <laughs> Thanks. Good job, Brian. You're welcome. Today right. we're going to talk to you about torpedoes. I put, I put on my, my, my best uh, Terminator salvation-y voice. I yeah. like it. Batman. You don't want to do Batman because Batman's like this. Batman knows mathematics. Batman goes kind of scratchy <laughs> like this. Yeah. Batman, Batman torpedo does math. know mathematics. Yeah. You guys. I'm good at algebra. Batman needs to talk to you about math yeah. in the Batmobile. Dude, this <laughs> is a really good show. Let's just talk like this the whole show. <laughs> and welcome to Season 2, Episode 5 of Stoked. The Star Trek Online Podcast. Uh, Brian, the ultimate. Star I Trek. wasn't even done talking about. I was going to talk about how it's for the new millennium. Yeah, that I, and it's that ultimate. all the kids are talking about. Right, and that it's on the internet, um, all the other podcasters uh, want to make love to. Like, I had a whole thing. I had a whole thing, and you ruined it. Ruined. It's over. Chris turned off the camera. I'm done. Credits. Flip the table. Going home, you guys. All right, my name is Brian. With me, of course, is Chris. Hey there, Brian. And the jerkwad in the middle is Jeremy. Hi. All right. Nice. Uh, so, well, we're off on a roll. Yeah, let's... let's Show notes there. Actually, you know what, Daniel? Uh, look, we know we know you guys got a budget. You got to operate on, but you got to get better screenshots than this. So here's what we're going to do for you. This is just a favor from your buddies at Stoked. This is for Stall. Yeah. Right here. Yeah. We're, pause the app in about two seconds. Pause the video and then go grab, go grab Craig. You know, Jeremy, I really like these great screenshots they keep posting, but I've really noticed something. The quality is lacking, isn't it? Indeed. If I'm going to get excited, I need it to look its best. I wish there was some way they could post better-looking screenshots. Maybe if Daniel Stahl, our favorite executive producer or whatever the hell <coughs> he is ever, had a better machine. Right? Then I could get more excited about these screenshots. Okay, cut. There, there you go. go. You're welcome. <laughs> is actually uh, a reason for that, and because they didn't originally know what the, the function was going to be, hmm. so they called it Passard Collectors. They weren't sure if it was going to be like a gun from like energy directed, uh, dr energy directed from the warp core directly, or if it was going to be some sort of like energy collection. And then they used it in uh, Insurrection. They used it. Uh, they used they used an insurrection to suck up part of the, uh, the nebula, the, the, the expanse area, yeah. and, and then, then pull the Riker maneuver and blow it out the ass, and then light it on fire. Uh, I love that the Riker maneuver is blow it out your ass. ass and light it on fire. Welcome everyone to Stoked, the now officially one year old Star Trek online podcast. We should have had party hats for this one. Oh, dude, birthday yeah. hats would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Here, let's hold still. Ding. There you go. Party I'm not hat. doing that in post. Oh, God. Touch my nose that I'm scratching right now, because it itches. Now we do have the community set. Uh, You're going to be doing a lot better off than somebody's hitting nothing but. I am ready. I am prepared. No. Okay. Nope. You're going to. You get. God damn it. Face. Work with me here. Gauge or something. What? What? Oh, oh, fail. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, Murphy, you ruined everything. Get back in your chair. <laughs> Stop dancing. <laughs> now, 
man, turn on your sexy music because it is time for a very sexy tweet leaks, J-Man. Please also send cash to feed Murphy as he spent all of his pocket money bribing devs, bribing devs to give him more founders. I hate you, I <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true, though. If you could bribe them to give you more foundry slots, yeah. you it's would. It's funny. I actually have one big announcement that I'd like to make to the live audience, to our recorded audience, to everybody. And it's kind of a two-part announcement. There's some good news. There's some bad news. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go ahead and start with the bad news and then circle back on this. So the bad news is this is my last episode of Stoked. Uh, this whole series of episode 100 is going to be the last time that I'm appearing on this show. Mm-hmm. Now, the reasons for this are actually the good news. The good news is that I have accepted a position as an associate systems designer at Cryptic Studios working on Star Trek Online. J-Man's becoming a dev. I'm joining me for the first news roundtable segment is two gentlemen. Two, uh, boy, above me over here is Irish. Hey, Irish, welcome back. You probably recognize hey, him from the Foundry Files. And then over on this side is Mr. Peregrine Falcon. He's uh, a longtime Jupiter Force member. Uh, a little infamous, perhaps, in the stove forms, but always a great thinker. In fact, I'm going to bring on Nikki from Jupiter Force, who is the fleet's local skills expert. She's helped me with the revamp that I did for our STF walkthroughs a while ago, and she's also helped out a ton of other members in Jupiter Force. Nikki, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Chris. And welcome to Tactical View. Silver Wings joins me again. Welcome back, Silver Wings. Thank you, that. Here's a pro tip for you. Hmm. Uh, don't put your juice in front of your shield indicator because then you can't see your ju- your shield status until you <laughs> <laughs> until you're dead. Uh, it, it was just his hang and I died to fourteen thousand. Yay! Oh, there went Chris. Yeah, oh. and that's why he died. Gosh! <laughs> that's oh what no! Gonna be expected. I expected this soon. Everybody's going down. He's about to get shot. The shield that I had a second equipped was the uh, Aegisjet, so on an escort I was getting, or an MVAM, I was getting 8419 for each facing. Okay. Now, what we could see was we had a guy with a Garumba hit me with, a, mm, listen, I can't remember the name thing, it's like the phase lance equivalent on the Garumba. It hit me with that attack. Now what happens is you see the 8419 disappear. You see the hull start to take damage. All I had to do was click on the uh, redistribute power to front shield, and within a second the entire shield is filled. I did take the whole damage. I was still taking hits from the guy, but my shield went straight back up. Okay, well, that's really, you know, very interesting information. If 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 Maverick and Irish, if you could send your repro steps to Chris, Chris, could you Absolutely. send me that information? If yep. you even have some fraps or something, yep. uh, yeah. uh, that would be great. And I kind of got a, a little idea on how possibly to, uh, to to fix it. I don't know why it's possibly happened. It sounds something more in code, but I, I, I think I have a little hack that I might be able to at least... Uh, Quick, fix it quickly. Make sure, make sure you make sure you plug the uh, the uh, the pole there. I'll forget it. Yeah, we'll go with community feedback segment. And welcome to Kill. Oh, what are you doing with your arm up there? I'm turning you down. It was like. Oh. <laughs> uh, I was doing some research on memory alpha and found something unnerving. Oh, yeah? Apparently, the Mugator is an incredibly close genetic cousin to the Murphy. Oh. Which means that the 800-day vet reward is actually a pet Murphy for everyone to abuse. Tactical View, today is the conclusion of our DOF trilogy, and it's the part two of our DOF guide. And this time, it's the advanced section. And uh, both Brooklyn and Silverwings join me today. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the show. And uh, Hi. It's good to be out. 
And that brings us to the end of this week's episode and the end of the series. Now, as you just heard from Mav, the things aren't ending. We'll continue on in Stokes Radio. But my reign as the, uh, as the man sitting in the center seat is coming to an end. And I wanted to uh, reflect on a few moments. I've been thinking a lot about it this week. And uh, one of the things that uh, I am most proud from sort of a production development standpoint was how we worked with Jupiter Force and brought them into the actual back-end production of a show. I can't think of another video podcast that's as large as this one that's had so many different components worked on people that are all around the world. I mean, you just look at the... Uh, at the uh, Foundry Files panel that we had, and those people are calling from different countries. I mean, it's it's really incredible to have visual production and content production and, and all just be brought together by things like Dropbox, Google Docs, TeamSpeak, and forum software, and then just something to rally against. And this type of distributed media production is early days still, but it's got to be the future of online collaboration. And I, I think we were working on something very unique there. And I, I think Stoked Radio will continue to work on something very unique. From a learning perspective, doing this show has taught me some of the most advanced technical things I know how to do now in video production. Uh, it's taught me how to do good quality video game capture. It's taught me how to do all kinds of tricks that I never would have tried if it wasn't for our ambitious project, which has always been a passion project. And while maybe my passion isn't quite as strong as it used to be, and so it's time for me to step aside, I still plan to check out the game. In fact, stepping up and, and sitting down on the sidelines for a little while, I'm really genuinely looking forward to just experiencing Season 6 as a player and actually going through it and not thinking about, well, what do I want to say? What don't I like? What do I like? But just experiencing it and having those moments and then just being able to talk about those on Stoked Radio when the opportunity comes up for me. That's the kind of stuff that I'm now looking forward to and, and moving into that transition. I know for a lot of you, the ending of a show is hard. It's become part of your routine. It's something you look forward to every single week. Um, I know that's how I always felt whenever something I loved ended on that was like maybe one of the Star Trek series or something like that. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Thank you for your support. I am, at one, I am sad to end the show, but at the same time, I didn't want to let the show peter out where we kind of became negative and picked at it over and over again. I wanted to end it kind of where we're at now, where we still have something to look forward to. And honestly, with season six coming around the corner, it gives something for Stoked Radio to really dig into. And that is what I'm the most excited about. So I want to thank everyone for tuning in for nearly these three years, which is incredible. I want to say thank you to all the developers at Cryptic. I have mad respect for you guys. And I have high hopes. I still have a ton of hope that uh, this game will be something that... Uh, we all are very happy with. And maybe it's not there yet, but the future, you never know. There's always possibilities, right? So I want to say thank you to everyone for tuning in this week's episode of Stoked. And be sure to check back soon for Stoked Radio. We'll see you soon. Hey. I've got my own suspicion. <laughs> Hi, Chris. Hey, Brian. My name is Brian. I know that. You might remember me from such shows as Stoked. I do. That's why you were here. Guess what, Chris? What? I don't play Star Trek Online anymore. I know. It's sad. Do you want to try it? It's free to play. I'm good. I'm about to go! Ah. That was a good run. That was a good run. That was really we're good. We're not done yet. <laughs>